0: Okay, good morning. The share of today is sponsored by the Ashkenazi and Hazan families. The school of our learning should be a schluss for them. It should have machasim sima and chai v'sameach. Amen. So every year, buying the Minen involves a certain amount of stress, a certain amount of nerves. Do it right, not do it right, when, where, how much money is it going to cost. And if that's true in a regular year, So while achas kama v'kama, when it comes to the year of Shemitah, it's like, you know, we're already, the beginning of Shemitah, you're already starting to worry about what's going to be next year, Shemitah, next year when I buy my Dal Minim, And it's always a lot of stress, so what we're going to try to do is just go through some basics in terms of Dal Minim, both the Shemitah halachas, the regular halachas, and just try to give a little bit of clarity for when we go shopping for Dal Minim, what exactly it is that we're looking for. So the reason that we're concerned with Dal Minim and Shemitah now, and not being concerned last year, although it's no longer Shemitah, and last Sukkot was the Sukkot of Shemitah, is because the Kedusha Shviyas depends different perists, some go baser chanotah, when they blossom, some go baser likita. And there's a shayla about an Estrig, if it's Kyerek or sure you're familiar with the Gemara's would say that Estrig has, didn't like a yerek, not like an elon. Be it as that is, in order to avoid all Shilas, all the Esreigim and all the Dalminim that we took last year were all cut before Shoshana of Shemitah, of Shemitah and therefore did not have Kedusha Shviyas and we did not get involved in the shayla, And that's why last year we did not have to worry about it. This year, however, everything was cut well before Rosh you know, the siregim in general usually cut in the summertime, It takes a lot of time, sorting, packing. And even if you would manage to get someone to go to Eretz for you now and cut an ester, after Shriis is over, we also have to be that it goes baser when it was the Hanata, when it blossomed, and therefore that wouldn't get you out of the Shias problems. So this year, Eretz Israel has the issue of Shriis. Now, the way I would like to, just to, for the sake of cedar of the Shear so it should flow smoothly, what we'll do is we'll go through each one of the dal minim on their own and we'll discuss one at a time and discuss both the kashas in general of, the dal, of that min and the halachas as it pertains to shviz. So what we'll do, we're going to start with the easy ones and we'll move up to get to the Esser glass. So the first and most easy one of the dal minim to get is Aurobis. Now. Arovis, really, Baruch Hashem, we have beautiful Arabis grow here in in the Muncie. Arovis Arabis, beautiful Arabis. They're, they're they're stronger and hardier than the ones even you get in Eretz Yisrael. And Baruch Hashem, there's not much to look for. You have to. The main thing that we're looking for is that it shouldn't be nickdam, top shouldn't be cut off, which you pretty much don't have. Some people want to be mahazah to get what's called the lavul. That's that little leaf that comes all the way at the tip, and you get the lavul and You know for a fact it's not nickdam. However, the Lavlov leaf is only there if the Arav is still somewhat immature, and what happens is eventually it will fall off and atrophy, and therefore when you get the Lavlov Aravus, anybody who's ever bought them, you know that very often by the second day of sukkahs already, they're going to be wilted and you're going to have to buy new Aravus, which is not a problem, And but it's not Ma'akiv, it's a nice hiddur, it's not something you have to get. Now, it's Kedai to note that Aravos don't <coughs> buy them until right before Sukkot, unless you have no access to them later, because they wilt, and they picked, you know, uh, we can speak to the who's in the business, the ones that are picked back before Sukkot are the ones being used on a Shana and so on, so the, the later you get your Aravos, the better off you are, and if the Aravos leaves become so black and so wilted that they're totally falling apart, there is a P'sul of Yavish, so sometimes it's a tremendous shame you have somebody who's spent $300 in the Eschik, $100 in the Lulav, and another fifty thousand dollars in a Adasim. And by the fourth day of Sukkot, they have Arovis that are possible. So it's Kedai. Don't carry on an extra few dollars to buy fresh Arabis. Buy fresh Arovis in the middle of Sukkot. It's Kedai. Oh, I think that's pretty much in terms of Arovis, the regular cash of Arovis. Now, in terms of shvius, obviously there's no issue at all because we buy our Arovis from Monsi, or wherever exactly they're planting them, top secret, state <laughs> secret, we can't reveal that, definitely uh, Barabim, but I'll call upon them, the arabs are coming from America, we don't have any issues. Yeah, Hadassah. Yeah? Level, the level of Yahweh, is there like a level of soul? Yeah, there is a level, which exactly, but you know, if, if, if most of the time it's not mamish possible and they're black, totally black and and, and dried out, that's the that's problem. But usually most people, even their very wilted and they're still green. It's not Yavish. It's possible, but it's Gaddae to get fresh aroba. a of The red That's one of the Simonim, but the Mice are going boss of the Min. I don't know if particular is there a to have the red stem. It's a Simon that it's a Kosher Min. We're all using the same Min aroba, and It's not different. What about types. when all the leaves start falling off? So if enough leaves fall off, it could be possible. all olive would be a problem. This Now, let, let's move on to talk about Hadassah. So, Hadassim do not come from America, they come from Eretz and the first thing you have to discuss is, do Hadassim have a shvius problem? So, when we talk about shemitah, we have to know that there's different levels of problem when you're talking about shemitah. There's problems that relate primarily to the farmer, and then there's problems that relate to you. Now, Hadassim... In order to have Kedusha Sheviyas, something has to be Hano'a, Hano'asayu biyurei shava. That's something that you, the hanah comes together with its destruction, which means when you eat food, that's a Hano'. Now, the Hadassim, although they have a beautiful smell and people use them for the smell, and there is what to discuss, that if Hadassim were planted just for their aroma, perhaps they would be considered something that would have Kedusha Sheviyas. However, the Diskin already passed, and this was the Minigin Yishalayim, all the years that Hadassim, since they're planted for the mitzvah, and that's the only reason they're planted, do not have Kadusha HaShviyas, and therefore there is no issue in terms of the problems of Kadusha Shias, we'll discuss more when we get to Esri, but if something has Kadusha HaShviyas, it has to be treated in a certain manner, you can't do schayr with it, you can't do business with it, Hadassim do not have Kadusha Shriyas, and therefore you can buy and sell Hadassim, there's no issues in terms of us. Now, there is a problem for the farmer. Still, he's not allowed to do certain melacha in his sada. And if it's shamar v'nevad, if the work, if his work done in the field, that's aser. There's room to discuss. Perhaps, maybe it would create an Isr It's machloikis. But if you're getting, the, you know, the arava, the coming from a the hafshir, we can assume that we don't have a problem. That it's of v'nevad. And anyway, the ikir would be the problem for the farmer. So, as far as we're concerned, hadassim are not a problem in terms of shis. Now, there was, there were those who are machmer, the chaznish personally was machmer, but the minig, the chaznish himself said the minig was not to be machmer. Hadassim, hadassim do not have Kedusha Shriyas, even though they have a nice smell, and because it's basically it's an ba Alma, so we can do regular business with Hadassim as usual. So in terms of Hadassim, we're not really getting involved in Shrias. Hadassim, we're looking at Hadassim like every other year. Now, if you're buying packaged Hadassim, you're pretty much not going to be checking anything yourself. You're buying packaged Hadassim, what we're looking for adasim is we want them to be Meshulish, preferably Kulay, Kashir, the Shear has you know, the shear of three tvachim. Now, what exactly that shear? There's different measurements, you go to the Chazanish. it's somewhere between 12 and 9 inches. And we would like it preferably to Meshulish Kulay, not Rubay. And what's called Meshulish is the big shirt. So it seems definitely that the Amal the Kaminig was, if it looked, he held it like this, it looked like each row was a set of three leaves, that was considered Mishulish, and that was definitely some, I think the stipler was uh, held as a, and, and others, the Chaznish was, was they is what exactly the Chaznish held. Lamaisa, there is Mokum mahachmi, and what people are busy looking for as Hadasim is try to get that the three, the bud, you know, the, the Hadas has the bud, and the leaf comes out of the bud. What we want is that the three buds, should be emerging from pretty much the same place on the stalk. Now, what does it mean emerging from the same place in the stalk? So if you mamish a, a brisker and a hadassim is what you'd spend your elbow void of el, Lavoide, el was looking for hadassim, maybe you find two if you're lucky, and you're trying to find that every single row is exactly even. But that would seem b'chomer If you can find one where all three buds are somewhat, that you could take a line that would connect all three buds, that definitely is considered mishul shaladayis. And if you have that, if you don't have that, there's definitely a lot what to rely on. But there are cloud the package ones you should look at. Most of them are pretty good, but sometimes you get that a mamish disaster. I've seen uh, videos of some of the sorting houses. And let's just say you wouldn't be some you wouldn't want those people dabbling for Ahmed on, on their own, the people who are doing the sorting very often. Now, some advertise it's Vinaita it's Khoshu I, I, I can't take a price. There's one video, who knows? I mean I saw in Lake with the repackaging the and you get them in this nice package with the three stalks uh, as by a big distributor on Sangadalia and he gets just a big, you know, Zekel of, of Hadassim, and he had kids putting them into the things and, you know, sealing them with the, whatever the thing says. So, you know, you know, our image of the Ingeman and V'nei sitting and carefully examining each Hadass for a half hour per Hadass is probably not true, so it's Kedai to take a look, make sure that it is Mishulish, but the Be'erklah, the package ones, you usually couldn't rely on Now, if you're buying for your kids, it's a commercial one. Anybody here who's buying more than one set, if you're buying a few sets of hadassim, so take all the hadassim. Don't just take a package, stick it in, and move on to the next one. Take all the hadassim. Look for the three. Let's say you're buying three sets. You have two kids. Look for the for the for the three hadassim that are the best. Give that to yourself, and so on and down the line. Now, I think that pretty much takes care of hadassim, hadassim. Most of us are buying package hadassim. There's no shemit issue. The next. Big discussion is the lulav. So, lulav is something that technically the discussion in the Gemara, lulavim, used to be used as brooms, a very convenient brooms as they start to open up. And that might be Hanosebura, Biore Shova. And the male there would, there's what to discuss whether or not a lulav has Kedusha Shias. Now, if you're getting El Arish lulavim, you don't have any issue at all. You're getting, that that's Egypt. Now, I don't know, you know, Baruch Hashem, it's already a lot of years that come out all the love on the market, at least in the places where people are willing to pay a little bit. Our dairy love them and the dairy love them are beautiful, and it's, it's a tremendous it's, 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 we our, our level of being the kind of mitzvah has gone up tremendously. I remember we used to get, the, when all there was was the el love him, I used to go, where my father bought, bought the dalminim, to have to go and ask the guy to please open a new box. So you go through a whole box of fifty of them, and if you found two or three that were closed, you're happy. You know that that's that's what it used to be. And Baruch Hashem, the dairy loving—it's it's it, it's a lot easier to find kosher loving. But the dairy loving will grow pretty much in Eretz Yisrael. I don't think they're growing dairy loving anywhere else, as far as I'm aware. It's all coming actually mainly from one Moshe in Eretz Yisrael. Grows, come out all the loving in Eretz Yisrael. And the lulav, actually, just to know what it is, is if at the top of the palm tree every year it sprouts, These, you know, they sprout as a stick <coughs> that's totally sealed. Eventually they start separating to separate leaves, looking like a lulav that we're used to, and then they continue to open until they became locked in an upright position. That's the palm fronds that we see, you know, the palm with the pieces sticking out the sides. They're only on the top. That's the lulav, right? We say the calyso is like a... It's like a mat inlay It's only one tall tree, trunk, there's no branches shooting at it. All the things come from the tops. So they need very tall cherry pickers to get the love. But i call part of love him that most of us are buying is the him from Eretz Tishow. Now, all the places can agree that ulovim des that do not have Kedushas trees. The reason is that even though the trees are definitely fruit-bearing trees, that's a requirement. There's, for example, something called the canary lulav, which from kufa they were bringing them in, and it became a big tumul, and no one brings them in anymore. They come from a tree where the paris, the dates themselves, are barely edible, and therefore many hold this puzzle. So the tree is something that's negea to Kedush the tamarim have Kedush but the lulavim themselves do not have Kedush because it's a, it's a alma. And no one used it for anything except for the mitzvah. And therefore, has hazeh, it's considered something that's used ach after for the mitzvah. And there is no not nishal. So again, when it comes to the lulav, the fact that it was grown in Eretz Yisrael, the farmer might have his issues, and that's not our problem. The lulavn do not have an issue in terms of kedushah HaShriyot. So when we talk about a lulav, we're not getting involved in kedushah HaShriyot. What we're looking for is like every other year, we're looking for a kasher lulav. Now, obviously, with the lulav, we're all familiar that the ichor Shiloh that we're going to be looking at is the Tiamus, the tip of the lulav. Now, just before you get to the Tiamus, a lulav should not be bent. Now, you know, sometimes you see the people standing there like this, and they're looking straight, you know, like a rifle sight, they want a lulav that's not much perfectly straight. That's not, good. the lulav, akum that's possible. what the Mishnah says is puzzle, is not a slight little bend now, if you you should just take a look at your lulav, if it looks straight, that's straight enough. If it looks bent, don't buy that lulav. But you don't have to start examining. If it looks straight to you, you don't have to take out your laser uh, level and start seeing if it's 1,000% straight. Now, that being said, the Iker Shiloh, when it comes to lulav, is obviously the tip, the t We know that the lulav is made up of leaves, and each leaf is a double leaf. And the leaf at the tip, the tallest one, because it's the t most nicker, that's the one where we're the most concerned for psul. Now, the soul that we're probably all the most familiar with is nistak. But before we get to nistak, that's if there's a crack, a separation, we have to be careful that it's not nikdam. It's not chopped off at the top. If the top of the Lulav is chopped off, that is possum. So you want to look at your Lulav. Now big Mumchem know how do They claim they have certain Simonim. I was not yet Zaikha. People tried showing it to me. You could see a certain like a swirl that shows the way it grows, and you know it's there from the tree. But it's hard to see. But you look at the lulav, you could tell it's not niktam, it's not cut off. If you're not sure, if it looks like it might have something been chopped off the top, don't buy that lulav. Take a different lulav. And if you're not sure, you can ask a cloud You want to make sure it looks like it's whole at the top. You also want to make sure it's not overly dry. But a dry lulav, although some are very, very machmer and they're worried about the tiny little bit at the end, which almost all of them have from the sun, if it's dry, but this year, the Rabbi... Uh, Rabbi uh, Reit. so he brings down that the, he told, that Rabbi David told him that Ar-Maysha when he was in, when he was a Rav in Luban and he was there under the communists he, he a lot of difficult years he used the same Lulu for eight years straight so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to get a dry Lulu. if it's not green at at all at the top, so then you might have a shy will stay away from that Lulu. if you're looking for it to have some greenness it doesn't have to be the thick, rich, dark green that you have at the bottom, as long as there's some greenness it's not, you know, really crumbling if the very tip from the sun is burnt that's not the P'sul of Yavish. Now, when we talk about the P'sulim in the T'aymas itself, so there's, be'ikr, two P'sulim that we're going to be looking for. We're looking for, first of all, Nistak. Now, me'ikr adin, it's What's considered Nistak? What's considered separated? If it's not Nistak, Rubai, so me'ikr adin, it's kosher, maybe less than a tefa for sure is not going to be a P'sul, except in Shibur is very machmir, but... There's definitely what to rely on as long as it's not, for sure, if it's not more than a pefach, that it's not nistach and Flesh and than that it's separated. So, you know, and that used to be when they had the El Arish lulav and people really had to be seymich, and this was very difficult to find a fully closed lulav. Baruch Hashem, Ach we now have the dairy lulav which come, it's very easy to find the sealed lulav, and it's kedai, to look, you want to find that the two, the tips of the lulav are actually closed together. Now, Sometimes that one tip is a little bit taller than the other tip, it's such hit, they should be equal height, but that's not a psul. There's something called a hemnik. A hemnik is a tool basically like uh, you know like the prot- protractor type of thing. Now the Gemara says that's a psul. If it's ke- nasik hemnik is possible. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that if the two, two top two leaves go like this, it's definitely possible. Now those are very machmi. have a little bit, the tips slightly bend apart from each other. And those are very machmer. The Meshamburu is pretty machmer in this. And therefore, when you look at the tip of your lulav, if the tips aren't mamish connected, just naturally they're growing slightly different heights, it's not a thing But if they have an actual, I saw one on San Gedalia. I was sitting for a while in, uh, in Beseguet, We have the big sail one next to someone I know who was passing over there. One of the lulavim, you could see the two tips of the lulav had it clear, distinct, they took turns away from each other. If you have a lulav like that, it's kedai to take away from not to take that lulav even if it's a very small amount. It's probably not possible. but hey, yes, we have the ability, Bar Hashem, it's not hard to find one. It doesn't have that. Don't take that lulav. That's all you have. It's probably kosher, unless it's a significant distance. But stay away. If you see that the two tips of the ti'emus are headed in different directions, you don't want that lulav. If it takes a zigzag, it's not as beautiful. And, you know, we want everything should be hidrimitzes, like Caleb Veyu, but it's definitely not possible if it has a zigzagging tip. As a mile, it might be a little bit stronger. There is something called a kneppel. Kneppel is when it's really like bent over and knotted. Kneppel is knotted in Yiddish, where it's mamish, knotted and bent and gnarled at the top. Some like that very much. The Hasidim like it because it, it, it stays sealed. L'maisa, it's kadai, If it really point, if the tip goes and points downwards, there is macham and not to take such a Lulub. It would be kedai to avoid one. Again, Baruch Hashem, these things usually not something we need to come onto, so it would be kedai to stay away from it. The brown, papery stuff on the outside lulav is called the kara. In Yiddish, it's the thing that grows in love. When they first grow, they're totally coated in that, and kara is not is nothing. Now, sometimes between the two leaves of the Tiamus, you see a line of kara or a little bit all the way at the tip, sometimes over sukkahs that will dry up and fall out, and your leaves will end up not quite all the way together, but a little bit of separation is not a problem. If if you see the whole middle leaf has kara straight down the middle, there is what to worry. You may end up in the middle of with a lulav that's totally possible. So that's just something to keep in mind. Now, sometimes you get a lulav you can't see what's going on because it's covered in kara. It's probably not good by that lulav. You have no idea what's going on under there, although you do know that it's not nikdam, but that is... That is something that's probably just not kedai to, to be busy with. Now one other thing, when you look at the two middle leaves, the middle leaf, the doubled middle leaf, so you wanna sometimes one of the leaves is not doesn't fully cover the other leaf. Now if it covers at least a little bit of the other leaf, it's probably it's kosher the it's kosher make a brach on it, but it's kedai to get that covers at least row of the other leaf, and it's a nicer, it's more harder if you can find that the two leaves are cover each other fully think that pretty much takes care of the Ierhy was just love him just another practical thing is to watch out for mold you know sometimes we get more. I won one year I bought actually I think that year was I sure picked up a Lula for me and it was a hard time finding love him. He told me he found he got me a package of Lula. he sent it to me it looked nice and then the day before circus Barfasham I took it out already the night before circus I took it down I had it sitting somewhere and the whole thing was black with mold. And it was, not much, it was not usable. I ran to the shuk, Baruch I was able to get a nice little. But the the, the lovum, if you have a little bit of mold, the mold could spread. There are ways of, of you know using a little bit of bleach spray and getting rid of the mold. But if you notice mold spots, it's definitely not psul. But you know it might might just be something to stay away from. Also, sometimes you have skill bugs on the loam, also definitely takes away from the beauty. But it's not a psul at all. Okay, I think that takes care of loam. Any questions about love before we move on to Esther? Could you remove the car? You could, but just be careful because you know what you're doing. Like, I was once by a uh, he got a box all covered in kara. He told me he's not willing. You know, they pay this is already a lot of years ago, he was paying $25 a little for Dairy Love. Now they're paying much more, over $50 for Dairy lovin, or, or more. And, you know, if they're getting the top, they're graded. And if he's getting the top graded Dairy lovin, and the, the Meucher didn't want to touch it because if you if if don't do it right, you mess it up. Yeah, definitely if this kara lower down, take it off 100%, take off the kara. That's not a chaser at all. You need to you need to look at the top with a magnifying glass no, a loop. No, no. If it, if, it, if it looks sealed to your eye, you don't have to look at it like the Torah. The never requires a loop. The main reason to use a loop when you see so, a rub using a loop, whether it's for dalimim or for maras or things like that, what you're using the loop is that you see something you're not quite sure what you're seeing, without the loop, and the loop just helps you by magnifying to get a clear view of what you're looking at. So, you know, for example, in Esther, there's no requirement if there's a. Something that you can't see with, that, with the naked eye, it doesn't exist. There's no, it's not even mitzvah. But sometimes you see something you don't know what it is. You use the loop just to get a better view. You, you know, you have a magnifier, big magnifying glass. You look at the s Yeah, it's much easier to find things with a magnification. But it's not. There's no of to look at the loop, and definitely not at the tip of the loop. People will, if they're not sure if to a what they're doing with the loop and they're looking at the tip of the loop of, is they're able to tell if they see certain Simonum, they know for a fact it's not a niktan. But that's the able to tell those siman. Now. Now, let's move on to the esrig. Now, sorry, S- one quick, sorry. Um, sure. On Yontif, when you have your lula that, that's beautiful and you accidentally bang it against something you see on the kid, whatever. Right, especially if 12 oh, people, it's Right. <laughs> so at what point does it become a problem? So obviously, so, if it cracks, or if it gets crushed, we'll, we'll be that. That's for sure, okay, problem. And if it's, if it's Nistak, if it splits, as long as it's not Rubai, it's crushed. Now, the esrig, which is a pre-8 hudr, you yeah, ladies, it's very stressful when your wife takes the lulav of the sukkah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the sukkah, the roof's not that it's great. Um more stressful than a five year old. Five year old. Right. <laughs> that's, right, that's why, that's why. So when they hit each other with the lulav, it doesn't become possible. <laughs> <clears throat> and th- there is no mitzvah, by the way, when you're doing that ulum to bang the person in front of you. It's not a mitzvah. Is there an Indian that it shakes before? This is a shayla. What? Well, you know, some people, are obviously, that some people say, nothing at all, just to take it back just and forth. You see, the litvisha... Well. What? Shake much better well, than the yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> loosened. Yeah. Is there a mileage to be loosened that should shake over? So, uh, you, see, you see, the litvisha, they don't even, like, try to, you know, shuckle it at all. <laughs> they just go back and forth. But see them as a great savoy, the, the shaking. If yeah. you buy one of those that are really tight, even if you shake it, nothing will happen. Yeah. So it shouldn't be so tight that it can't be separated. That it should be able to be separated from the thing, now, but it's very tight. And especially if you tie it up all the way up, it won't, it won't shake. Now, an esterig, the definition in the theory of an esterig is that it's a pre 8 hugger. So it has to be a fruit. Because it's a fruit, by definition, if you can't eat it, it's not kosher for an esterig. It's a fruit. A fruit, by definition, is going to have the problem of Peyer and the fact that today we don't really eat a and all the shoygim and Israel are grown exclusively for the mitzvah has no bearing on this because if we're going to decide it's no longer a fruit and make it into an eight, we can't be eight to the mitzvah. So an esric is a pre, and therefore an eseric definitely has kadushah shi'is and all the dinashi'is. So let's go through a little bit how that would affect us, kadushah shi'is. Now, again, what the farmer does or doesn't do may have consequences with the ebit. But let's assume the farmers aren't doing the sewer and we're getting an ester of the hatcher. That's not our issue. Now, a peri that has kedusha shviyas has to be treated in a very specific manner. You're not allowed to be mapsed in peri shviyas. Anybody who's in their doing shviyas, you know that if you're getting peri to kedusha shviyas, you can't even throw the peels in the garbage. It's still edible. You're not allowed to destroy in any way peri shviyas. If you have an ester of shviyas, you shouldn't just play with it for no reason, letting, you know, buying. If you're going to get your kid a chinat set from Rez he's going to roam around with it you know, and do what kids do with to use it as a football and all other things, that, that's awesome because it's being mastered, Peyer you have to be very careful Peyer have to be treated with respect, Kedusha Shviyas you can only use them with Tzar you can eat them, you can hold them for the mitzah, but it can't be just thrown around now, because of the Kedusha, of Shviyas so we run into a number of different issues and let's try to go in order the first the biggest problem that we have when we're talking about an perish Now, if you live in Eretz Israel, this first problem is not such a problem. You can go down to the paradise and pick yourself an ester. Now, usually the farmer will be standing there and he'll help you cut it off because it doesn't want really to damage his tree, which is mutter. Gives you special scissors, or he'll cut it for you, you show him which estrig. And then you're avoiding most of the problems we're going to be discussing today. You just have to treat it with kedusha shvias, And people are so used to kedusha shvias. It's not such a problem. In Khutzaritz we have a big problem. The first problem is there's an Isser and I tell to do Sheir You're not allowed to do business Peshis, you're not allowed to buy and sell Peshis. So how do we buy with Peshis? There's another problem. The second problem Paieshis is that there's you're not allowed to pick more than you need Chesud. You're not allowed to go and pick truckloads of peyeshvit. So how do we have trailers full of Israegim from A coming here? You're only allowed to pick what with Sarchethol for your needs. You know, there's no heter there's no to go and pick large truckloads of, of pears. So, it would seem, at first glance, you're not allowed to do scheru with pears you're not allowed to cut down tremendous amounts of pears that what we're doing is mamish isure So, the answer is something called oitz And we have to understand what oitz is, and that will uh, give us a little bit of understanding of what's going on. The concept of which is based on a teseft, is as follows. It's very inconvenient to everybody you to show know, every time you wanted to eat supper, you know, we, we no longer live in an agrarian society where everyone has fields in the backyard and you go to your neighbor's cucumber patch, you get some cucumbers and so on. I'm leaving aside this, this and I'm not getting involved. In. Also, you want to go pick an apple from your neighbor's tree, you go pick an apple. We can't do that anymore. So there's an it that bezen could go as a shliach for the tzibur. So the is you can't take for yourself. Pay is half it's for everybody and you can take what you need for your needs. Bezdin acting as a shliach for the tzibur can go and pick a whole bunch of apples, bring them in a big truck to Bnei Brach, and give out the apples. So since Bezdin's picking them, there's no Issa to pick more than the amount of the sarachigim that you're allowed to pick for yourself. Now, it costs money. Someone has to pay for the truck. Someone has to pay a worker to go and pick their sarachigim and pay for gas to get from the field to Bnei Brach. So there's a heter that you can sh- pass along the costs. That just like if I wanted to go, you know, if I live in B'nei and I want to go to the apple orchard in Tsvass, I would have to, you know, take a tender and go, it would cost me money. So, and just, they're just costs passing along their costs. The hetar of Eitzah is, Bezden passes along their costs. And they, in in Eretz Itzisro, Eitzah Bezden is not something that has to do with Esroegim. You know, here, it's a Bezden, we think of Esroegim. Eitzah Bezden in B'nei Brach is all sorts of Paris and Yerakis and things like that. So that's the concept of Eitzah Bezdin Bezden acts as a shliach, they therefore have the heter to pick large amounts. It's really still hefker. They're acting on behalf of the tzibur. They take it to town, and they then give it out, and they just ask people to cover their costs. Now, they go out of their way to do it in a way that doesn't... They don't just have stores selling oitz, and tomatoes. They do it in a way that it has a sheenery that's different than what's usually done. It shouldn't be mechzi k'schir And they try to keep it to exclusively what their costs are. Now, who do they hire to go and pick the apples... So why should you go and hire, you know, you know, somebody from somewhere else, they hire the farmer. He's Nabuch, he has no parnosa that year, so they do hire the farmers on the field, but it does take away a little bit from the appearance of uh, you know getting somewhat close to the border, but they hire the farmers themselves to pick the payers, put them in boxes, ship them to where people could eat it. Now, with the Sroygim, what they're doing is something similar. The Bezin is coming in as Shluchim for the Tzibur, they're picking a large amount of they There. Then let's stick. We'll stick to it itself for now. And then they're bringing them to the city so people can get esrogim. Now they should be only cost passing along the cost of the Asrig. And uh, you know, hard to know how a two hundred dollar esrog is passing on the cost. Now there's another eitzah. The Gemara discusses that someone's getting an esrog on shviyas and and he's worried that schari So the Gemara gives an eitzah of buying it by that you're going to buy from him a lulav, and I'll ask you to throw in an asterisk, so you're paying for the lulav, it also avoids, if you do schayr with payershrias the money, so if someone, the isser, goes to tzoh, buys a bunch of shayr, and sells them, when I give them the money, that money now has kedusha shviyas, we definitely don't want money with Kadusha shviyas in a packet, right? That, that, that makes a lot of problems, and you have to treat everything you buy with, it with kedusha shviyas, we don't want that, so, we don't pay for the esrig, the esrig is not bought, the esrig is bahavla, and that's how the Eitzah Bez and the are sold, Bahavla also another step away from the Isra's fair repair, she is, first of all the Eitzah is buying them, is just doing it as a shri, let's see if they're passing cost, they're not selling it to you, and you don't even pay for it, the cost is just factored into the cost of the set, together with the love of the rule of so If just passing cost, how do you have different prices for the hmm. Ah, So I guess the Cheshbin is difficult. Now really what the placing would prefer, and this is this is where it becomes very questionable. What the placing would prefer is that and in many places where it's done properly, pay, pay to Bez in the be are sold in a closed box. They're sold in a closed box. Now if it's possible you have a right to get a new one because you're paying for a costume. But they're sold in a closed box. Now sometimes there's out of base gimbal and you're paying, you know they they, you could say they're passing along the cost; those are getting the night. Well, it's only fair that you know if there's a set cost. You know, and someone's getting a nicer one, so he'll pay a higher percentage of the cost. But not to go and actually pick through 20 Israeli to pick the one you like—that already is too much. Like seyra, you know, they might be sorted. There's aleph, you know, there's kosher, kosher mahadran, aleph plus, and you know, however many alephs you get. But it, the point is that it's passing in cost. That's why many places can say it should be done in a closed box, so to take away the appearance and and making, not a mechir. There are those who are even in open boxes, of but this is something that you have to be aware of, that it's not the most In addition, there is an Iser, now this doesn't really affect us, this is more of a problem in our Tisrael end, and it's, it's, it's the, whoever's involved, it's their problem. There's an Iser to send perishvies to Chutzaretz. So how do we have it with a It's a very so, good question. There's no very good answer. The Chazenish was not there, says if there's no other way to Mechayim the Mitzvah, so then there's a hectic. It's hard to say today when there's so many Moroccan and Teimoni, or not Temoni, and, and that there's no other way to Mechayim the Mitzvah. Now, it could be that you know they're still sending to all the to the places where people don't know anything are getting to show one. That's the only reason there's enough Moroccan. So it could be this little tzorich, I'm not getting involved, it's not our problem. They have to give the din they have a right to send it out. Once it's sent out, there's no. It doesn't become usher once it's in Chutz. Now This can give an Eitzah that you should actually have a guy be the one who owns it when it's shipped out of Eretz Israel. You only buy it from the guy in Ertisrael, out of Eretz Israel. So you weren't the one who took it out of Eretz Israel. I want to give to a guy. That's another problem. But maybe the guy owns the paradise. He sold it them before. Okay, these are all. But again, this is not so much in a chaos Once it makes it here, so it made it here. However, it was sent out. So we're we're just involved in iser of sky she is so we have this Eitz, uh, eitz of Eitz of Bezden. Now, it's very, very important to know there's two more halachas and perishriahs that you must know if you are buying Eitz of Esri. First of all, Eitz of bezin takes care of the problem of picking a lot. It takes care of the problem maybe of doing of buying and selling. It does not take away the Kedush Esriahs. It still has Kedush Esriahs. Your esri has to be treated appropriately. In addition, there's a halacha called it says in the Torah, we run out from the pasuk that It says in the pasuk that the that the have to be for you and for the animals. That it says that actually the pasuk is man as long as it's, there's available in the fields for the animals to eat. So you can eat what's in your house there's no longer pears <coughs> in the wild for the animals to eat, then levar ha You have to take it out. There's a chayvah's beer. Now, how am I making the chayvah's beer? So what you do is, you have to take your esrig, or whatever pears you have, take it out of the house, take it out of the house, into the street, have, preferably you should have, it's machoikis, but preferably you should have three people there, and say, this esrig is now hefka anybody else wants to take it and be, have to stu, be stuck with peyushvias, that's you know their their schos. But if not, then you could pick it back up and be koyin again and take it back into the house. Now, there's a machloikis when the man habir for esrogim is. Starting there are those that say that the zman habir for is before sukkus. Why? Because everything is picked from the padeisim before sukkus. So maybe this man beer is before sukkahs, and I did see the songs. We bring down that the so so esek good kedai to do beer to to be mafker before sukkahs. Now, if you can be mafkir, nice esek, let me know. Maybe I'll come be kinder, but uh, I won't have to worry about the terror. I didn't buy it. But upon him, there are those who say that you should be mafker your esek even before Shias. The mice of the they leave a certain amount of Paris on the on the trees, and therefore the ikel halacha. So Paskins. I think that's iker, is Tubishvat. Is the Zman beer. So before tubershrat, you have to take your Esik out of the house and then after it. Now, if you after Silkis, cook it, make Estric jelly, cavalry, you don't have to worry about the Zman beer. But if you just do like all the people, take your Esic, put it in the box, and put it on top of your break front, then you leave it there, you storm shrank. To later make sure tuber shot you have to do beer. After that, you can be cut, you could be cutting it again, take it back in. Now, how do you get rid of the estric? Now, there is a hither and some are ma- mahadr, and some told me in Lakewood there's one person, there's very few aitsubas in Ashurgan. Some is doing it, and he's making people give them back to the Ashurgan. There is a, a, a sheep that they have to send them back to, to show. However, most people hold you don't have to send them back to, to show, but what you have to is you have to let it become rotten on its own, and then you can wrap it up and sell it when it's no longer edible even for an animal. But Kozman, there's still, now a shuriken, be careful. last lasts, some, I was by my, 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 my to the wolf's house on, uh, on on, 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 Sengadalia. Uh, and he showed me a uh, temari that he had from last year. It still looked nice and fresh. I mean, it had a few spots on it, but definitely still edible for an animal. So it takes a long time until it becomes totally nifsal, and you'd be able to wrap it up and throw it out. So bottom line with the estrigan paratitzral, yes, in my opinion, it's because I had to stick to the Moroccan estrigan. Now... We know that there's different meaning of esregim, and we have you know this debate what type of Estric to buy. We know this. there's as esregim, there's a Badat esregim, and there's uh, and Taimani and Ayanava and and other forms of esregim, there's Brahman, what are all these different Asraegim all about? So the issue, and the reason we have all these different forms of esregim, we get hung up about what type of Estrig you're getting is because we're concerned about. We're concerned that the trees are grafted. ester trees are notoriously weak trees, and it's very easy to uh, damage ester trees, and therefore, and they don't, they don't survive that well. And in, in fact, many, many citrus fruit trees, and lemons, this is commonly done, they graft the tree onto a different rootstock. That means they take a hardier tree, a um, kumquat of different things, and they you cut off the tree, you stick the S, and they do it at an angle, you stick the, whatever, the lemon, the estrog tree on top, you wrap it together, and then the phlois that heals up, and the pears on the top are dafka the pears genetically. They're identical to any other esrig. So even though the tree has the strength of the rootstock of the bottom tree, genetically it's identical to any other esrig. Halachically, however, it's a big debate. Ramos says, the Shubhas Ramos says that it's puzzle. Most achreim hold grafted esrig is puzzle, whether it might be a choser, because part of it is not pure esrig or it's, maybe it's a different min, whatever exactly the lump this is we're not going to go into, but it's possible. Now, there is a sad that if you take a seed from a grafted esteric and plant it, the base of prime holds, the darsheni is no longer psalm. But not everyone agrees to this. Most places hold that even the tolda of a grafted esteric is still possible. Now, the big problem is how do you know? Once it's the next third, fourth generation, there's no way of knowing. So this leads to the elusive search, the search for the elusive pure breed esteric. And that's why we have all these different meanings. The Mishnah Bruder says, actually, that the Yana of Esregem are the best years. Why aren't we all shaking Yana of Esregem? Because there's a lot of doubt about what happened during World War II and the following years, when there were no Jews around. The Italians used Esroegim in their perfume industry and other industries, and therefore, you know, it's not like it's something that if there's no Jews around, they're not bothering the Esroegim. They have incentive to take care of it. And there's a question that maybe there were Tampered with and grafted. And that's why people now, you know, see them still pay a lot of money and use Yana Veserigim and a lot of Litvisha are weary these days of Yana although they used to be considered to have the best uses. In Eretz Yisrael, there are certain Eserigim that are always used. There was one, for Ordang was the person's name. He was a grower and this Eserig was very widely accepted in Yerushalayim and the Badatz Eserigim today are just children of those Eserigim. The Chaznish was very concerned when he came to Eretz that these Eserigim may have been grafted there's also the Maldiskin, earlier was concerned that he went looking for wild Esraegim, and there's those who have Esraegim that claim to be grandchildren of the Esraegim, the Maldiskin Shukon, which is Bravimin, or Kavalevich Esraegim, and <clears throat> then there's the Esraegim, the left a helper, and these come from Esraegim, Chaznish, spent tremendous kreyfus with his Kedusha, Taira, his vast Yidias, Taira, searching for Esraegim areas that were rumored to have kosher Esraegim trees, and looking for ones that look totally untampered with, and took those Esroegim, and then from there they were planted, and today we have all the Chaznish Esroegim. There's also, Morocco has a different Masaira, they have the Moroccan Esroegim, Haman has their Esroegim, which have a lot of the same many ways they seem to be the closest to the Chazal talk about, just all the edible, which is most Esroegim or not. So this is where we have all these different breeds of Esroegim. Halach Lamaisa, until, I don't know, for sure when I was a kid, everyone used Vedat's Esroegim, and Chaznish were only for, you know, very, very... Unusual people, they look like a they look weird and funny. Today, the Ayelm Yeshiva grew and they managed to grow beautiful Chaznisha Sreigan, became very popular. Lamaisa, you want to know, and that might be why someone wants Dafka to have a, a, an Ezrael Esterik, you want to get a Chaznish Esterik, although I don't see Ezra um, Bez and Israel Israel being around. You want Dafka of the Dats the yichas of the Moroccan estrogim is a very good yichas. The Biskirov made brochas on Moroccan estrogim. Many Gidele Yisrael made yichas brochas on Moroccan estrogim. Now, the reason people are mophagric on this min of estrogim and that min of estrogim is the Gemara gives certain simonim what an estrog is supposed to look like, and they're showing them give it. Not necessarily do all the different breeds of estrogim have all the simonim the simonim how the seeds are shaped and where the seeds are and the looks, but the truth is, even within one breed of estrogim, you look through the trees, some have this one, some don't, and... I heard from, someone told me that he was by Reb David, and David said that Remesha held any esrig that a big Chilke makes a bracha on, you can make a bracha on. You don't have to stop being worried that it's, that it's not kosher. With all that said, I feel that this year it's zichir to get a Moroccan esrik. You don't have to get worried about zichir b'peir You don't have to worry about kedusha shviyas after and do the zman habir. So definitely I would say personally it's kedai to get a esrig. esrik. Now there's Chutz Arts Moroccan Chaznish. I means they took Khazanish Ashgam, they plant an Aitsrol. Last Shemitah they worked out nicely. This Shemitah they're not very nice, so uh, unless you have a lot a lot of money to spend. But this beautiful Moroccan Ashurigam, I would suggest getting Moroccan, but definitely there's the Isha Malisma if you can get an Itsroll so just be careful to treat it with Kadusha Shrias and the beer. What do you do the a, nice, <coughs> a nicer a nicer, a nicer over a I I, I, I I personally would would not get an etzol acid. I would I would stick to uh, hot salt acid this year. What does acid jelly help? If, you, if you made I, I discussed this in advance. This is not a surprise. And <laughs> this the only brought yeah, a few etzol ones. of some if some people would ask told one etzol last week, was yeah. uh, acid jelly helps for kolish or why? You just why eat it they? up before. Yeah, but you don't eat it, you a, if you don't eat it, you have a problem. Yeah. Right? yeah then you have to. Then you can after your jelly. Uh huh. You get and you have to let it rot. Other flavors of beer. And then yeah. So you, you yeah, want to? Uh, it you should got, be eaten. Well don't you when you make jelly? This, this, this is some leftover stuff. So like that, that stuff you'd have to wrap until it rots, and then it's you can throw it. in complicated. That's a problem. It's it's a a problem, a problem that. right. Oh. Right. Now just to go through some of the practical halachas of the uh we, We're a little bit going a little bit long, but we'll, we'll finish up with this. So when we deal with our estrig, so w- w- what are we worried about? Now, first of all. Akashur you're getting Akashur A very, very, very dark green Asur. Now, the Moroccan are more green than we're used to. That's the way they grow. It's not Ashinimara. The Gmar discusses that in places where the Asuragum are black, it's not a Ashinimara. So, uh, they're going to be greener than you're used to. It's not a if you get There's a certain very, very dark green that it, it, it's just an unripe color that you should avoid. But once it's a paler green, that's not a problem. Now, <clears throat> the Inca thing, when we look at Asuragum, we all know we're looking for Ashinimara. Now, we're looking for some sort of discoloration in the esteric. Now, the most famous, and the one we're trying the hardest to avoid, is black dots. Now, in the black dots, if you have a few of them, if you have, uh, what is it, two of them, over, right over the right of the esteric, if you have a few of them, it will pass the esteric anywhere. On the chaitim, that I means the top from, you know, where the esteric starts to taper inwards, somewhere above the top half of the esteric, so there, even one black dot will be a problem. Now, there happens to be a as a place. You know, those who say that all the black dots that you find today are not real black dots. There's a that the black dots have to be a black dot that comes from the essig rotting. And these are just, most of them is dirt that the glaze of the essig grew over, so it's stuck there. You could technically scrape it off if you knew what you're doing. It you wouldn't even pass over the essig. And even if you don't scrape it off, it's not a matter. Lamaise, we try to stay away from black dots. We don't know what it is. We stay away from black dots and essigs. Brown dots are not a psal. Brown, now if it's, if it's you know, something brown-black, you have to know, but a, a, a lighter brown dot is not a psal, it's not as nice. You, wanna, you don't want to have brown dots in your estrig, but that's definitely not a psalm. The dot has to be visible when you're holding your estrig like this. If you have to take a magnifying glass and you see the dot, black dot, you can only find the magnifying glass, or even, you know, you find it with the magnifying glass, or the mumcha shows it to you, someone has a very sharp eye, and then afterwards, you can find it right away. But if you're a regular person, you pick up the and you look at it, you don't see anything, that's not nearly nine, it's not absolute. So tiny little black dots are not a problem. Now, the other most common thing we find on the top of the estrogen, the ester is blackles. Blotthol are scars, scabs that form from scratches, whether it's from leaves or thorns of the So One of the reasons the is so expensive, not just because people are making a killing off of it, is they take tremendous loving care to make a nice esteric. People have to go and they trim all the leaves and they trim the thorns and then they have to go and they put uh, they, they actually put shade nets over because they took away the leaves so it shouldn't scratch the esteric, so they shouldn't burn in the sun. It, it's a lot of work to get the The beautiful esteric takes a lot of work. Now, <clears throat> the well, afal piken, many, many estericim, the vast majority of estericim will have blech lechomel. Because this is so normal, it's not a shimimara in the esteric. It doesn't, not considered a psal, and the halacha is, blatlach, do not pass on an estric. Now, a blatl that sticks out and becomes a blister over the estric you should try to avoid those kind of blatl. But the blatl, even if you can feel a difference in the texture, it doesn't stick out, it's not boiled away from the estric, is not going to pass on the estric If you can find an estric that doesn't have blatl, but uh, it's definitely not something that's ma'akiv. I used to, when I was, when I was a bofger in Daven, in Beshaga, with my father, so, so, uh, Rabbi Shift or Sheshiva, Papa Shif, I don't know what But uh, Rabbi Shif, so he used to get from his brother Yankel Shif the briskoralsaid. He used to get the shreigim sent from the Biskar mishwacha He used to get a big, beautiful teimoni esri, full of blattuch. It wasn't; they weren't so Makba, The briskors are not so makor on blattuch. Having no blattuch is not something that you have to go mushuga for. It's definitely nicer if it's clean, but the bleth don't possible you should try to avoid big raised bletluff, you know, but the bletluff that are basically even with the feel of the estrig are not gonna be a psul. Now, the most common real psul in an estrig that you really have to watch out for well actually there's two things you have to look out for. The first one we're all familiar with the pitum falling off and you know, kids like to knock off pitums. It's a minig and happens and success. Happens to be the one after the first day it wouldn't be possible, but necessarily possible. But uh, I'll call coponim the, if the piton is knocked off as possible, if it doesn't have a piton in the first place, if it fell off on the tree, which many a sorghumid does, it's not a psalm. If it looks, when you look at the top, and it looks like it might have gotten knocked off on the box, be careful, because you know sometimes uh, you might think it just grew without a piton. There's a certain type of round, indented <laughs> scar that you could see that's a very clear sign that it fell off on the tree and healed on the tree, which makes, makes it kosher. But if it looks... Like a, you know, clean, cut-off, I would stay away from such an estrig, unless you could bring it to someone, a momcha who could tell, you have to be very careful. Now, so that's one psal. The the other psal that we have to be the most careful for with the shroyim is a chaser. A chaser, even a mashu that's missing, is a psal for the first day of Sukkos, and when it's a mitzvah day of Isa. And sometimes you don't notice a chaser. A chaser can be very small. So that's the thing that you want to look out the most careful for. If you see signs of oxidization, that usually is a good sign that something is knocked off. Sometimes you see a gray spot on the ester, that's called a kvetch. It means it was just the ester was banged and some juice came to the surface, oxidized, and caused this discoloration. It's not a psal. it takes away from the beauty of the esteric, but it's not a psal. But you have to be careful when you see something like that. If it's peeled, a niklaf or a chaser is a psal that you have to watch out for. Sometimes you see that that looks like a little black dot, it's actually a little hole burnt in the ester from the sun. That would also be a chaser. So we're looking out, be careful, look for reddish, something that looks like it's missing from the ester. If you see white, that could be a sign that the yellow is missing from the esrik. That's definitely something to look out for. And don't forget to check the bottom of the estric. People very often make that mistake. and You can get an end of the esrik. looks beautiful. All the way in the bottom, there might be a chaser. And it's a, it's a gorgeous $500 esrik, except that it's possible. Because if you turn it over, you see that it is. So don't forget to check the bottom of the esrik. Also, if you have too many black dots down there, it could also be a problem. Check the bottom of the esrik. And uh, as Hashem, the schus, that were all... Coming out, and we want to put koyches, and we're finerved in the kaim in mitza kiti It should be a schul for us as we go into the emadin. It should be a schul for us. We should all be zeichet the beautiful dalminim, and should be zeichet in the kaim in mitza kechohu chasa v'edikta kev. What are you drop